Hey, this is Thor from Cybrary. If you've been enjoying the Cybrary podcast or one of our other series like 401 Access Denied or Go For It with Sarah Moffat, then make sure to like, follow, or subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And we'd love to hear from you. Join the discussion by leaving us a comment or review on your platform of choice or emailing us at podcast at cybrary.it and you could be featured in a future episode. From all of us at Cybrary, thank you and enjoy the show. Hey, this is Sarah Moffitt. I'm a leadership coach, and this is your bi-weekly reminder to go for it. I'm here to help you gain the confidence, consistency, and courage you need to go for it, whatever it is. This is a podcast produced by Cybrary, a company that is all about going for it. They've revolutionized the cybersecurity education experience, and I'm excited to hang out with you and Cybrary today. All right, y'all, it's Monday. It's time to stand up, get yourself together, and let's go for it. Hey, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Go For It. I'm psyched. You're going to be psyched too in just a second when you meet our uh, amazing guest. Her name is Carrie Weckelow, and she is the chief operating officer, um, uh, culture and infusion, HR operations. She does it all um, of this company called Actualized Consulting, and they are a financial services consulting firm. Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so psyched that you are here. You are like a very big proponent of uh, women empowerment, right? Absolutely. You and I met unofficially at the Virginia Women's Business Conference 2019, right before COVID hit. (laughs) Right. It was like my last, well, no, second to last public speaking gig. Yeah. And now I've gone virtual. It's intense. Well, you have this beautiful background um, and I've, and I've, you've been doing a bunch of podcasts, a bunch of speaking events since we've all been kind of on lockdown. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you landed where you landed? Okay. Well, I um, grew up in the Shenandoah Valley and my, I grew up in a family business. So I pretty much started working when I was five in some aspect of the business. <laughs> um, went to school, have um, my degree in marketing and finance, minor in psychology. Then I went into consulting right out of school. And then a few years after that, um, my brother started Actualized Consulting and asked me to help build out the internal operations because I have a systems and process background. So that's how it all started. So the last six, it's 16 years, almost 16 years, May 1st will be 16 years that I've been working with Actualize. So it was really us initially coming together financially, operationally for the firm. And then the last 11 years been laser focused on the culture and the people and making sure it's a place that people want to be a part of. It's phenomenal. And I have listened to some of your podcasts. um, And so I know that you guys are at less at at a less than 4% attrition rate. So that means that of the hundred or so people that work there, you're turning over about four people a year. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Because everybody loves working there. They do. And, you know, even the people that are leaving, it's typically, maybe they don't want to do consulting anymore, right? Like we just had somebody that, last day was on Friday and that's okay. You know, maybe sometimes, but for, but still we're having that less than 4%, which I'm really proud of. 
I mean, some turnover, I feel like is good, right? Mm-hmm. People grow, they, they change jobs, they change directions. And even your role there has changed and evolved over the years, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, so one of the reasons that I wanted you to be on the podcast is because you have this very cool background in, um, leadership training and development and culture, but you really, one of your things is like gratitude. And so I was hoping that we could, so that, you know, the name of the show is go for it. And it's, and it's really all about kind of harnessing what's within you, not holding yourself back, not denying yourself opportunities because you feel like, you know, maybe you're not ready, but like just really taking a look at life, realizing this is the life that you have. We, we all kind of owe it to ourselves, owe it to our destinies, owe it to our calling to really step up and live. And so I think, especially right now, gratitude is a huge, huge thing that we all really need to be intentional about. So can you talk to us about how you have used gratitude, how that has helped you move through your career? Just kind of give us, give us some background there. And then I would love to ask for some advice. Okay. So I think in general, when I look back at it, I've always been more of a positive person and kind of always trying to be grateful for what I have. Um, And, but I didn't know, like, I didn't really know why I was like that or whatever, not until I started on my journey of more being more self-aware. I did my yoga teacher training, which you really have to, I'm a very type A type of person, hyper, hyper, hyper. And I was the type of person, if I did go to a yoga class, I was not doing the relaxation part at the end. I was like, (laughs) I got to go. I'm out of (laughs) here. Right. So, but when you go through yoga teacher training, you have to actually sit there. And that's when I realized like things started settling and I was like, I really need to slow down. And that's where I think gratitude really started to cultivate for me and techniques instead of, yeah, you can breathe, you can do all these things, but gratitude is one of the quickest ways you can shift your perception. And it's very accessible to pretty much anybody, even if you're in a bad mood, Mm -hmm. let's say, well, I have water today. I have food today. I have shelter today. And when people are like, I don't, I don't have anything to be grateful for. I'm like, okay, well, let's just keep it very, very basic. And I've just found that whenever I'm not feeling grounded, not feeling in a good headspace. If I just shift to gratitude, I even use it when I can't sleep at night. I'll just start Mm -hmm. a list of what I'm grateful for. And that is the most effective technique to put me back to sleep. So it's, it's amazing because we all have it. And it's one of those things that, uh, there's even science behind how it, Mm -hmm. it can shift our mindset. It, it really can. I've, I have a six year old and he, you know, when he was a baby, he was always the happiest baby, just always smiling, laughing. And I have noticed, so the other day, uh, one of his friends spent the night and the mom came to pick up the friend and they had been having a blast all day. And she said, she said to Joshua, did you have fun? And he said, um, Damien was mean to me. And I was like, okay, we went to the trampoline park. We had a soccer game. We had an epic video game contest. We ordered pizza. Like we did all of this stuff. And the first thing you go to is Damien was mean to me. Was he mean to you the whole time or just for like a minute? Mm -hmm. And so I'm even working on that with my son because I think you probably know the studies better than I do, but like our brains want to go toward the negative. It's a negativity bias. Absolutely. That's what happens. And 
and and I we talked about this on another podcast recently, but that like uh, negative information in our brains is like seven times stickier than positive information. So you really have to be intentional with the gratitude. And that's why I say when I'm not feeling well or I am in that negative headspace, I have to pivot it to gratitude first. And it really helps you slide out of it much quicker than if you're focused on the gratitude. And I also have a strategy of um, pausing to pivot to the positive. And I used to just do that, but I added in the gratitude at the beginning because that helps you go quicker into a, a more positive outcome. I love that pause to pivot to a positivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the three P method. Yeah. Yeah, It's, and it's really easy. And what I've found is that over the years, there's a cumulative impact for me on how quickly I'm moving that. And it was really out of sheer desperation because I wanted to listen to people that actualize on their problems and how to solve those problems. But I didn't have a ton of time to list as we kept growing to listen and spend. People like to spend. And that negativity. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And they want to talk about he said, she said, and uh, and I'm like, okay, I didn't have time for that. I was like, okay, I want to hear what happened, but let's also move forward. And I know sometimes you have to be in the pause a little bit longer, but you can mm-hmm. you can move. And maybe you're, it's just a lesson. Maybe you can't have a positive resolution or outcome, but you can always learn a lesson for sure. That's that's true. Do you have when you were initially trying to because I I think this is really important. Um, I'm thinking about where different people are in their careers. And definitely when you're in a more entry level or even in a mid level, um, you've got a lot of things coming down at you Mm -hmm. and it can get overwhelming. And if you haven't been in the business world for a long time, I mean, even if you have, you might be in a new job, this highly um, stressful time of COVID, what kind of triggers can we put into place to allow us to do that pause, to pivot, to go to the positive and remind ourselves that we are, we are ambitious. We are moving forward. We don't want to get stuck. Like you said, in that spin. Exactly. And what I'll first say is that you're going to save a lot of time if you, if you go out of the spin quicker. Um, right. I mean, I, I used to, and then people ask me, how can you do all you do? This is the number one reason I do not take time and dwell in any negativity. I got, Mm. I have to move. And it's almost like I can't, I don't have any patience for it anymore. I'm constantly problem solving. So I think that if you just start thinking, just start small and just, okay, I'm having this negative situation right now. I'm having, I'm dealing with a challenge. Okay. First, what am I grateful for? What maybe, what might I might, what could I be learning? right now. Maybe there's somebody in the situation that you're angry with. Think about something that you're even grateful for them for. Perhaps they did something to, you know, nice for you a week ago. Try to focus on something good that that person did. And I use this in conflict resolution all the time. We'll lead with gratitude. And usually that diffuses any Mm. conflict that two people are having if they lead with gratitude, because most times you don't know that somebody's grateful for you, for you, that you did something. True. Right. So I think it's just really taking time to settle your emotions, remembering that you're in a professional environment. Try, it's hard, easier said than done, but try <laughs> not to take it personally. Yeah. Right. Yes. And just how can I just take a moment 
mm-hmm. and and then go go from there. I don't know if that answers your question. It it does. So I I I I have created little triggers for myself. Like I have a a note that I wrote for myself at the top of my computer sp- screen that says, mm-hmm. "Is this mm-hmm. worth getting upset about?" Mm, I love that. Yep. Because I am. Um, I'm a highly emotional, like I'm the creative, innovative writer, communicator. And I think I just lean toward the emotional side a lot of times. And so I've been studying stoicism lately. Mm. And one of the things I learned in that was to kind of assume that the other person didn't intend to do the wrong thing. That's right. And that has been a very big game changer for me that has changed the way I approach a lot of people. Cause if you, if you're in a work situation and you, and you know, the other person is being a pain in your ass or they're acting like a jerk, it's easy to kind of go toward a place of what an asshole or, you know, of to think that negative instead of being like, wait a second, I'm sure this person actually isn't trying to be a jerk to me. They think they're doing the right thing. And then to do what you say, which is pause. Mm-hmm. Pause the, right there. Absolutely. And then the other thing in that is what was your role? I'm really big on that accountability too, because typically you might've fed into the situation as well. So that self-awareness of what is happening right now, (laughs) did I play a role? There's my favorite book, and this really set my team on the right path, was Leadership and Self-Deception, Getting Out of the Box by the Arbinger Institute. I gotta read it, I've gotta read it. And it's it's a really awesome, quick read, and it talks about, you taking accountability and it's more story-based. So you're reading and you're like, and they talk about you're in the box when you're not be you're blaming, right? Versus taking any accountability. But the examples you're like, oh man, I always have a role. And you're like, dag. <laughs> so, and you know, I, I, I think about it and I think that people on my team actually respect me more because I'm always like, you know what? I know that I did XYZ wrong. I know this is how I played a part in it. I'm sorry. And that'll save you a lot of time too. Right. So true. I had, I had a situation like that recently where, um, I felt like I had been repeating myself, like people weren't listening to me and I got kind of crappy on the call Mm -hmm. and it happens. (laughs) Yeah. And one of my colleagues, and you know, this is how I know that I'm not a terrible person in general is that one of my colleagues approached me and she was like, Sarah, you weren't really yourself. on that call." <laughs> and, you know, and being able to, to turn around, which I will say as like a women, as a coach pr- pr- primarily for women, I know, I know women are told to apologize less, mm, but I mm. think that's in instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm late, you know, you say, thank you for waiting for me kind of exactly right. But when you've done wrong, I feel like as a leader, as an aspiring leader, it's always pretty good to look at your own role in it and own it. You know, I ended up coming back and saying, Hey, I want to specifically apologize to this person who I was really rude to on this call. I wasn't my best version of myself. And, you know, I apologize. I won't, I won't let that happen again, kind of thing. And you that took accountability. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Well, and that's that a different tone for the meeting too, because people feel like they can tell you the next time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, t- yeah. you listened, right? Yeah. Bravo. So, there you so go. What are some, I mean, I mean, probably I, I, I'm sure there's plenty of times where I didn't listen. Well, that's okay. You know, we're not perfect. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Nobody's perfect. If we were, life would be super boring. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So talk to us about like, 
you know, you see, you coach people often who are moving up in their careers. So what are some of the things that you would tell someone mid-level who's looking to move up to a new level, who's ready to kind of take a bold step? What are things that they can do as far as like intentionality, leadership mindset, gratitude, that's really going to move the needle for them? Okay. Well, from an intentional perspective, I think with your supervisor being clear on what you're aspiring to do in, in your career. Sometimes that's, it depends on the company and how they communicate. Um, I mean, we try to make it really easy at actualize if you're wanting to get to the next level or a goal that you want to set that will help support you. But I always tell people that I'm coaching on if they want, if they're wanting to move up in their career, if I don't know what you want, I can't help you. If I know what you want and you tell me and you're clear about it, I will help you get there no matter what, right? If you have the skills and you have the acumen, we'll get you there. But what I've found is sometimes people aren't clear. And I just had a situation recently and I was like, well, I didn't know you wanted to be promoted. He's like, well, you should have just known. And I'm like, well, okay. It, you didn't say, you didn't mention it. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. thought you were happy. My reader in my job description. I, I yeah. So <laughs> I think being very intentional about what you are aspiring to do is number, number one. And, and, and being, and checking in with your suit. Am, am I on the right path? Mm-hmm. Be, you know, I think a lot of times people don't want to have those conversations, but in my experience, the more vocal you are and you're like, tell me what I need to do. Tell me how I'm doing. How can I improve? How can I be helpful? If you have that mindset, that positive mindset that you are there for the company, you want to be your best self, you're aspiring to get to whatever level, this is what I want to do. People are going to support you. So I think it's really about over communicating it and checking in as well, I'd say is number one from an intentionality perspective. Um, With gratitude, I think it's, this is something that people forget um, to do. And I do it a lot with my teams. And when I'm coaching people, I, I work with a lot of overachievers and people forget when they're talking about gratitude, why are you grateful for yourself? How did you show up today? Yeah. And giving yourself props for that. Yeah. And yeah. then what were my wins? And I mean, I have people on my team, they probably have, if they're working with multiple clients, they might have 10 wins in one day, but they have to document that so they can uplift themselves and keep moving forward. And then if you're starting to document those types of gratitude towards yourself, gratitude about wins that you're having, then you're a lot easier to also showcase what you're doing to your supervisor as well. If if you're clearly documenting that. And it's something that I personally have to work on too, is sometimes I'm hard on myself and I forget about my wins. And I even, I have even made a notepad that I have that at the bottom because I'm a big note taker. So I have um, gratitude externally to people inward towards myself and then what, when, so I can write it down every day. That's, I, I mean, I need it to remind myself personally as well. I think that's awesome. I remember somebody giving me great advice, um, probably, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years ago. And she told me, uh, when you're dealing with your supervisor, she said, ask not only like, how am I doing? But she said two specific questions are, what do you like that I'm doing that you want me to do more of? Mm -hmm. And what am I doing that you wish I would stop? 
Mm-hmm. And that has been like a great, cause then you get really specific feedback that you can act on. And I think those are two really powerful questions. Um, and I like the idea of, I, I keep a journal, so I'm, I'm a big journaler and when career, when there, when you feel like you're in a place of drought, it's easy. Like if you feel like you've been stuck in the same job for a long time, it's easy to forget that you are having wins along the way. So I'll go back through the pages six months and I'll make a list. Oh, I did that. I talked to that client. I landed that meeting, whatever. And then you can look at it and go, Oh, okay. I'm still moving forward. Maybe not as fast as I want to. And that's when going to your boss, going to Carrie and saying, all right, um, I'm not moving fast enough. How can I get ahead faster? Or, you know, being really specific about that. That's good. Yeah. That's no, good. And I love those questions too. We actually ask those questions of our people and um, part of their self-reflection uh, three times a year to at, for our, our company in general. What do you, what, what, are, what are the three questions? That no, you the ask? question, well, we ask a lot of questions, but we ask those two questions. What do you like that we're doing and what could we be doing better? Oh, I love that. Yeah. You're so gonna we're, get, you're going to get feedback. The more, I feel like the more specific the question is, the more specific are. the feedback mm-hmm. you're going to get. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. What is, um, give us one tip before we co- kind of close out this session on, um, something that you've done that you think is a game changer for achieving a goal. I'm Mm. I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question. Oh no, that's okay. To achieve a goal. I, um, I'm really big on positive affirmations, honestly. And, um, I typically, if I want to achieve something and I'm big journal journal person as well, I also still keep my handwritten to-do list. And if it's something that I want, I mean, I will rewrite it it'll be at the top of every page. And I'm just like, this is what's going to happen. And I'm just, yeah. I mean, I want a contest. Um, and I, if you, if I go back in my journal, I just was every day writing that I'm winning this contest. I'm winning this contest. I'm winning this contest. <laughs> and sure enough, I won the contest. And I, you know, it was like a big deal for me too, is getting free coaching from a publishing company for six months. And I, you know, I really wanted it. Holy and, crap, um, that's amazing. I got it. So yeah, I, yeah, you've got to believe in yourself that you can do it. And did you write it? Cause I do this too. Did you write it? Like it already happened. Like I won the contest or did you say I am winning? Like, how did you, what was the different language? Ways, different ways. Yeah. Different ways. I, I would say I'm winning it or I'm going to, I got the, you know, like it was all centered around that. If you go back, it's kind of funny. I have like a um, five-year journal that's yeah. just a couple prompts each yes, day. So, yeah. uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So you can see, like, I'm like, man, that really worked. I, I'm really big fan of this because I can go back each day on the years. And I actually have another one waiting because I'm almost done with this one. So I, I love this journal. It's such a good thing. It's a five, it's one, it's one line a day, the five-year journal. You can get it on I Amazon. Need, I have mine. Mine's blank. I have never written in it, but I have it. Somebody bought it for me right before I had my baby and, you know, babies mm-hmm. and journals, they don't go well together. Right. Right. <laughs> but my son actually got me this at a yard sale. It was empty. Somebody like me who never filled it in. <laughs> no, but I actually filled it in. No, he made me, he was, he's 50, he's 13 now. He was eight years old. He knew it. That's how much he knew I liked to write. That's so funny. And I swear the first month he's like, did you write in your journal? Like, so he almost like pushed me to start. There's and he still right to this there. day is like, he's like, I can't believe you still writing that every day. It's been five That's years. Awesome. I'm like, yep. Those positive affirmations work. When, when I first started my business, 
I wrote down every day, I am a world speaker and international business coach. And I wrote that down every day. And sure enough, uh, international organization tapped me. They wanted me to come speak at their conference. I spoke to 37 nations um, last year and I have my first clients. One is in Ethiopia. You know, I mean, it's just like really neat to see those things really come to pass. And it's kind of, you know, Tony Robbins always says like where your mind goes, your focus or where your energy, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it works. I mean, I know it sounds, you know, a little people call me hippy dippy sometimes, but it's, you know, Whatever. try it. It's easy. Look, I mean, you know, look at you chief operating officer. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, it doesn't work at all. <laughs> Well, you're awesome. I hope that you'll come back and hang out with us again. This Absolutely. Been- this was fun. It went by so quick. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, thanks, Carrie. And thanks everybody for listening. I would love um, to hear from you guys. If you want to leave a comment or uh, an idea for a show or a question that you want me to ask a guest, I'm always all ears for that. So thanks again, Carrie. And I'll see you guys all pretty soon. Bye. Cybrary, the premier cybersecurity skill development platform is empowering individuals and teams to secure the future of technology. See why 3 million people have already signed up when you visit www.cybrary.it.